Thanks for tuning in to the CHS History Podcast, presented by Mr. Markham, Mr. Fisher, and Mr. Turner, providing historical perspective as well as insight and current events. Welcome to part two of the Roaring Twenties. I want to let you guys know, uh, fact of the day today, in the 1920s, you could pay $250 for a brand new Chrysler. Uh, Ford would cost you a little more at $445. That is between uh, three dollars and $5,000 in today's money. Um, so that kind of puts things in perspective. Uh, we're going to start today with part two of the Roaring Twenties. We're going to get right into it with the Harlem Renaissance. Uh, this is Mr. Fisher here, and I would definitely like to buy a vehicle for that kind of money. I would definitely trade in the truck right now for that. No, sounds like a, sounds like we're doing a monkey commercial right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a little, little extra money there. So, yeah, the Harlem Renaissance is the first thing we're going to talk about. And this is the period that is considered the golden age in African-American culture because it's manifesting in literature, music, stage performances, and a lot of arts. So with that, we get a lot of music, people like Louis Armstrong, Duke Ellington, Bessie Smith. These are all going to be individuals that are going to have music that stands out in the 1920s, and they come out of Harlem. And with this is going to be the introduction of jazz. Um, and these are often played at speakeasies, which we'll talk about a little bit later on, probably in our next episode. And this jazz becomes a very big draw, not just for the Harlem re- residents, but also outside wide audiences as well. Yeah, there's a period of connectivity with uh, other groups uh, that was kind of previously unknown. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And this all gets started with uh, the Great Migration. Uh, that's where the Harlem Renaissance kind of finds its roots. And what the Great Migration was movement of African-Americans out of the South into the North. And the thing that got them to start moving the event was the invention actually of the combine. All of a sudden, you don't need, you know, tons and tons of laborers in the fields to, to do the farming so that you've got this machine that does it for you. Uh, so all these African-Americans that are now out of work moved to the North to seek new jobs. Yeah, and this new jobs leads to uh, African-American culture being uh, revitalized as a part of the Harlem Renaissance. And again, it happens in Harlem, which is in New York. And uh, it's the rejection of stereotypes, celebration of black culture. We have people like Langston Hughes um, is a major uh, literary um, artist here. He wrote the poem Harlem. You have Zora Neale Hurston, and I think Mr. Turner knows a little bit more about her book. Yeah, absolutely. So excellent book for anybody who wants to read uh, a Harlem Renaissance writer. It's a book that's approachable, easy to read. It's a book called Their Eyes Were Watching God, and it's a book about what it was like to be a black woman um, in, in that time period. It's really great. Some of the popular books moving on from the the Harlem Renaissance, which is uh, really worth going into, and hopefully you've learned a lot about that in your English classes. Speaking of uh, literature, we also have a new form of literature called um, the Lost Generation. And called the Lost Generation because of the impact on um, the writing of from World War One. So these people mm-hmm. come home, and the writing's a little bit darker, kind of uses irony, and uh, these happy endings are just not going to be uh, what they used to be. There's a new yeah. perspective on war. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a completely different, like, mind shift. It's, it's funny how one event, like World War I, has ripples out into so many different facets of society. 
and it just creates a generation that's just not as optimistic as their parents were. And you look at generations that, you know, from World War One, there's approximately 20 million deaths from that war and then another 21 casualties from that war. So look at how many um, families, how many individuals had someone that was affected from World War One, how it changes that generation. Yeah, absolutely. What if all of those people would have survived? Mm-hmm. And that's why they call it the lost generation, because just so many people passed away and a new another shift with the lost generation was prior to World War One, uh, prior like before the lost generation. There was a the perspective on war was completely different. Uh, before World War One, uh, people viewed war as patriotic, as a source of national pride. But with World War One being introduced with new weapons such as artillery and machine guns, the glory of war was really gone. Um, and it, it was a lot less fun to fight a battle. I mean, it, it's a lot less romantic to be killed by an artillery shell shot by a person who was three miles away. Uh, so it creates a new perspective on war. And you see that in the writings of people like Ernest Hemingway. Yeah, Ernest Hemingway writes a few books that are notable. The Sun Also Rises. Uh, Farewell to Arms and The Old Man in the Sea, which all three, um, you can see that very style reflected in his literature. Um, did you guys ever have to read any of those books? Uh, I sure did when I was in high school, yes. Yeah, absolutely. And they're depressing. So depressing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they really are dark. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Good. Thanks, English Thank teachers. Yes, for, yeah, very positive and, and really fun Good reads there. Yeah. The Old Man yeah. in the Sea is about as depressing a 200-page yes. book can be. Yeah. <laughs> it takes yeah. a book about fishing and makes you really sad. Yeah. Maybe we should introduce that to our U.S. history curriculum. Yeah, they need a uh, reason to be sad. Yeah, we're, you know, we're, I'm, I'm going to overrule you guys. We're going to pass. You guys are all welcome that I'm making this executive decision here. Okay. Fisher. Another author would be F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yes. Huge in the twenties. Uh, well, actually, not huge in the twenties. It takes a while for them to realize his genius uh, with books like *The Great Gatsby*, which is kind of the quintessential uh, take on the nineteen twenties, and *East of Eden* as well. Mm-hmm. *Great Gatsby* is a short one, but I think it's a really important novel. Yeah, I think a lot of our students have read that one too, haven't they? I believe English makes that's a requirement for one of the English teachers, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. I think you're right. I think I read it in English class at CHS. So, yeah, I, I did, but not at CHS. <laughs> 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 so this, this is really obvious for us guys, but w- what are ways that the great Gatsby kind of encapsulates the 1920s? Obviously the 1920s the great Gatsby. I think The Great Gatsby encapsulates the 1920s by uh, showcasing a lifestyle that it looked really great on the outside. But once you started to infiltrate it, it really showed that even when you have a lot of money, you could still be a broken person. That's yeah, good. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also, you see prohibition, obviously, the, right. the parts. Um, I think it kind of exemplifies the American dream as well. That's right. In the 1920s. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you also have the cars. I mean, there's a lot of automobile kind of references as a symbol in The Great Gatsby. So, 
you know, like we talked about, not this episode, but previously the Ford Motor Company, a uh, big part of the 1920s. Mm. That's right. This yeah. is the Tin Lizzie's, right? Um, I'm not that I'm aware. Yeah, I'm not aware <laughs> of that either. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, must have been that CHS uh, another, education there. Keep going, oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, my babe. Uh, another author from the Lost Generation, John Steinbeck. And I see some kids out there once in a while reading these books. I think our English department um, has them read Of Mice and Men, which I think is also pretty, uh pretty darn depressing book. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not yeah. to I mean, cap- spoil anything. Lost Generation, for sure. And the Grapes of Wrath as well. What is it? Mice and Men isn't that about the Great Depression in the United States? So it might come a little bit later, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, they are actually. You're right. And the Dust Bowl. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, those are yeah, still, still two two good reads though for our time period. So it's got it's nice. You know, English is going to offer up um, offer offer up these opportunities that are going to apply to what we're talking about right now. Absolutely. And just kind of to review here, well, all three of these authors that we've talked about, Hemingway, F. Scott Fitzgerald, John Steinbeck, one of the things they, some of the things they have in common is they all kind of came back from World War I and kind of had a depressed outlook on life and it affected their writing. That's why they're known as the Lost Generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Quinn, do you want to talk about the, uh, the assignment for uh, this week? Yeah, all we want you guys to do for this week um, is write a four to six sentences on anyone either we have discussed or we haven't discussed. I want you to do a deeper dive on one of the individuals and just give us kind of a summary of what their uh, their major work, maybe something interesting from their life. Um, anything you guys want to add in there? Just make sure we keep it in the time period of the 1920s so that whatever their, their work may be or one of their works, um, just make sure it's in the time period that we're talking about right now. Yeah, and yeah, that's good. Okay, that concludes part two. Um, Hey, stay safe out there. Make sure you guys are washing your hands. There will be a part three for the 1920s. Yeah, we're going to talk about some uh, extremism, racism. So, yeah, a little KKK, immigrants, and the Red Scare as well coming up. Yeah. Okay, guys, thanks a lot. So I'll talk to you next time.